Welcome once again, nerds, to the nerd news for the week. Today's very special episode of the news. Uh, we have three music legends announcing tours. Apple has just laid down a challenge to all of their fanboys, it would seem. Marvel and DC both have announced they're bringing back some fan favorites. We have some new movies being announced in spite of the writer's strike and a long-awaited return to the movie's side of things is rumored to be getting a bit of a cameo at the end of The Flash. All of that and honestly a bunch more, this is the Nerd News. So, welcome to housekeeping. Uh, housekeeping? No, thank you. Sleeping. Um, we have an episode today. Uh, so, I said in last week's episode that I thought maybe the writer's strike was showing signs of slowing down and coming to an end, and the deal was going to get made, and then the last week happened. And it seems that it's not, in fact, coming to a close, but potentially about to get worse. Um, we do have, we'll get into the details of that in, a, in, in the TV section, so stick around there. But yeah, so special episodes continue. Welcome all to the fold, all of the uh, other platforms, Nerdy Legion, Big Show Entertainment, etc., etc., etc. That is uh, all we have really to say about that. As far as other things go for the channel, um, I am, as you have hopefully noticed, getting caught up. I've, I've posted up some of the missing episodes for the other shows over on this channel and on the, uh, the secondary channel. So that is happening. This week there will not be a shout-out show. Just a slow week on the channel for some reason. So uh, we will transfer over all of what would have been in this week's into next week's shout out show uh, there is still however going to be a that just happened episode so that's pretty awesome um i think that is all of the housekeeping housekeeping you want towels towels need sleepy we have to speak of so let's uh let's just jump into all of the news shall we In the music news, we have a Killswitch Engage alumnus uh, dropping a new project and, and some new music from that project. We have uh, Italian metal band that is uh, releasing new music in a very interesting way. Uh, plus, again, some very well-known acts have announced tours. So we're going to get to all that in just a bit more. And uh, starting things off, we have another follow-up for the music section. And that is Five Finger Death Punch has officially canceled the remaining European tour dates that they have uh, had scheduled uh, because going along the same reason why they canceled two shows with or three shows, I believe, uh, before this uh, with Metallica is because Ivan Moody's hernia surgery just did not go over well. So he is still in recovery and they have been forced to do a dramatic thing. And that is 
cancel shows. So uh, no announcement as to rescheduling or anything along those lines just yet, but when it happens, we will talk about it. That's what we have for follow-ups. Now let's talk about some new music, shall we? Uh, so this week, we got a new Behemoth track. The name of the track is Once Upon a Pale Horse. Um, it comes from Opus Contra Naturum, which came out last September. This is just the most recent single. I've never been a giant Behemoth fan. Honestly speaking, uh, just black metal as a genre generally is not really my bag. Uh, but this is an interesting new release from Behemoth in that this is like a really good mix. And haven't listened to them extensively in the past, so maybe they just generally have good mixes and I am unaware, but this is not something that you expect out of most black metal bands. There are some exceptions to that. We have Magua, uh, Black Braid, and so on. But yeah, this is for sure one of the better. And, and, and the thing about Magua and Black Braid is they're very melodically driven. Not so much, not the perception, at least anyway, of Behemoth. And there's there's a little bit going on here that is less straightforward, just black metal assault and more thematic. And I, 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 I can dig that. Is this a track that's going to turn uh, new people onto black metal? Eh, probably not. It's not the best song that I've ever heard, but it's interesting. So maybe a mild recommend goes here for Behemoth. Next, we have a new project from former members of a number of bands, most notably uh, Bullet For My Valentine. The name of the project is Kill The Lights. We have the new song, Broken Bones. Uh, this feels, at once feels strangely, I think it's just the vocals is what it is. It feels very strangely Avenged Sevenfold, but also at the same time kind of feels musically a little hardcore-ish. So, I mean, Technically speaking, Avenged Sevenfold comes from the metalcore scene, so that's not exactly uh, disparate sounds necessarily, but uh, it's, they, they sit very interestingly together with this particular lineup. So, uh, Kill the Lights, Broken Bones, uh, kind of just mediocre in general. I uh, can't really go out on a limb and say I recommend this, but if you like the genre, metalcore, hardcore, kind of, sort of, some simple radio rack, uh, that combination of things, then you'll probably dig this. Otherwise, I would say probably steer clear. Next up is the new project from Mike D'Antonio, bass player from Killswitch Engage. Uh, the name of this project is Death Ray Vision. We've talked about them previously. They just dropped a new single from The Rafters. New record is set to launch June 30th. No Mercy from Electric Eyes is the title of the record. Um, this is this is just old-fashioned hardcore, uh, old-fashioned, maybe not, maybe not like 80s style hardcore, but definitely late 90s, early aughts style hardcore, uh, and I'm here for it. This is, this is a stellar, like, just all over, the mix is really good, we got uh, a good performance from the musicians, we got uh, strong delivery on the vocals, just all over a standout hardcore track. Uh, this new project, Death Ray Vision, seems like it's going to, uh, new project, this is the second record that they've released, so it's not super new anymore at this point, and they've been on tour with Killswitch, surprise, surprise, so yeah, they, 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 this 
record, I, I should say, is showing some staying power for Death Ray Vision. Let's put it that way. The Italian metal juggernaut that is Lacuna Coil has released new music. Uh, this song is called Never Dawn. The release around this song is very interesting. Uh, so it's not attached to an album directly. It is attached, though, to a board game. Uh, the, the board game publisher CMON, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's pronounced Kaman, maybe? So Kaman has tapped Lacuna Coil for the promotion of their newest game, Zombicide White Death. This is the second sequel to obviously Zombicide. First sequel being Black Plague, uh, this one being White Death. Uh, it's a standalone single specifically because they were brought in by Kaman to do this. Uh, as far as the actual song goes, I haven't given Lacuna Coil a serious listen for some time, but this is... I can see why they have a legion of fans the world over. I can see why they have success. This, I think, is even better quality than I remember when back when they released Comales uh, back in like 2000, what is that, six or 2009 or whatever that was. Um, and I think they are getting better as songwriters and as performers. And just as a general statement, this is a prime example of how they're getting better. So uh, for sure recommend on this one. And then we are saving something of the best for last. Uh, Clutch has released new music from their forthcoming uh, new record, Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. Uh, it's actually a box set that, they're, that they just released. Uh, the name of this track, they, actually, they released three new tracks, but we are only talking specifically about Boogeyman Blues. Um, the, it's just, the clutch is just damn good. Uh, it's not overly heavy. There are definitely earlier records where clutch gets pretty crazy with the heavy. And even then saying that I, I feel like is a mischaracterization because they're always this like bluesy rock feel in the metal genre. And, uh, they are, they are clutch. They are unique unto themselves and there is no reason why everyone out there shouldn't have an appreciation for them because there's literally something for everyone you want awesome grooves clutch does that you want some crushing uh riffs clutch does that from time to time you want some crazy lyrics clutch does that you want some really heartfelt introspective lyrics they do that from time to time but usually it's just kind of word salad because neil fallon is uh can do it and and he makes it sound amazing so any new Clutch music is always going to be a recommend, and this is no exception. Definitely go check out these three new tracks, specifically Boogeyman Blues from Clutch. And that puts us into tours and festivals, the next subsection for the music. Uh, so kicking things off, we have 311 is back from the dead, apparently. Uh, 311 has announced a new North American tour with AWOL Nation and Blame My Youth. Don't know Blame My Youth, but AWOL Nation is a very interesting choice for tour with 311. Uh, the tour starts uh, June 29th in Aspen, Colorado, runs through October 22nd in Pomona, California, and they have three dates in Colorado. The first two dates of the tour uh, are 
it's potentially part of a festival, so that might be a misnomer, but they are scheduled for both of those days, the 29th and the 30th, and then they also come back to Colorado, uh, but it's a rather short trip, so they must they must just really like it in Colorado, but whatever. If you live in Colorado, you get to see, you have three chances to see 311. Uh, yeah, that's what we got for 311. Let's move. Our next tour is the Queens of the Stone Age have announced the End is Nero tour. Uh, the supporting bands for this one are Boston Calling and Sonic Temple. This tour starts August 3rd in Sterling Heights, Michigan, runs through October 8th in Sacramento, California. This one, there is something like 30 plus dates. So there's a very strong chance they are coming close to wherever you are if you want to see the awesome that is Queens of the Stone Age live, there is a link in the description that will hopefully eventually get you to tickets. Right now, tickets are not on sale, but uh, yeah, go check it out. And then our final tour announcement for this week is Tool. Tool has announced that they will be doing a North American tour as well. This is not just America America, but they're going to Canada also. Uh, tour starts September 22nd in Louisville, Kentucky, runs through November 21st in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, there are two Toronto dates, both at the same venue, so you have plenty of opportunity to catch Tool. Uh, this one is somewhere between the, the 311 tour and the Queens of the Stone Age tour in length. It's not quite as long as the Queens of the Stone Age tour, but it's definitely longer than the 311 tour. And that's what we have for tours. Uh, again, actually for the Tool uh, tour, Tickets are currently on sale, and the link that you will find in the description is going to take you there, so go check that out. Uh, we don't have any regular as news, so we're going straight into music suggestion for the week. We're going to stick on this clutch thing. I'm going to recommend to you their album, Beale Street to Oblivion, my favorite clutch record, though uh, kind of a watershed moment for the band, because this record kind of turned them away from the more nonsensical lyrics uh, of their past and turned them in a direction of much more blues-derived, much more uh, purposeful lyrics. I'm not going to say meaningful because there's definitely a song in one of the newer albums where they're talking, where they're giving you a, a, a recipe for crab cakes. But <laughs> uh, Beale Street to Oblivion is definitely one of the more bluesy outings from this band and just solid all over. Has a little bit of the clutch kind of sense of humor about things, but also has a lot of the clutch groove and action. So Beale Street to Oblivion, your recommendation for the week. Next up, we have gaming and tech, and we have actually a potentially big week ahead of us, but not exactly a huge week behind us to report on. So uh, we, we we have Apple in the news. Obviously, we have Microsoft coming up in the news. So we're going to talk about some expectations. We also have Summer Games Fest uh, to talk about. So uh, let's do that, shall we? First up, we have a new trailer in the gaming and tech section. It's for RoboCop's Rogue City, the game we have been keeping tabs on since it was announced. This first trailer, first proper trailer, actually no, it's not, I take it back, it's gameplay footage. It would seem anyway that it's gameplay footage. This looks 
pretty incredible. Obviously, next generation or current generation consoles. I got to stop referring to them as next generation. We've been in this generation for, oh, I don't know, about two years now. So, uh, yeah, current generation consoles only. And this, I mean, I am seriously blown away by this. Uh, it, the developer has said that they want to uh, capture the visceral nature of the movies and the violence and such that you get from the movies. And if you watch this gameplay, that's exactly what they're doing. And just in general, the engine that they're building this game in looks beautiful. So yeah, definitely go check out this new uh, gameplay footage, trailer, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, let's jump now into regular ass news. We have first thing in this subsection is Apple has, has shown us the Apple Vision Pro, their augmented reality uh, headset goggles and such. And so the long and the short of it is it is $3,500. So this is not for regular people. <laughs> this is a peripheral for people with a lot of money and giant Apple fanboys because nobody else is going to buy this. Hideo Kojima during the Apple presentation did say that he is going to be bringing future Hideo uh, or Kojima Productions rather uh, projects to all Apple platforms, including the Vision Pro. So you will be able to play Death Stranding in VR uh, on the Vision Pro, which is great. Like, that's awesome that more people are going to be uh, have the potential to play more Hideo Kojima projects. But like how many more <laughs> like who's really going to be dropping $3,500 on some AR glasses when you can do PS uh, PSVR or Oculus or things that are much cheaper. Um, there are some gimmicky elements to this that probably are going to be the excuse that a lot of Apple fanboys give for getting this over a cheaper and potentially better alternative. But uh, maybe in the next iteration, the Apple Vision Pro 2, we'll see a more reasonable price point and more legitimate reasons to participate. Uh, there, there are a lot of cameras in this, and that's cool, but I don't know. It just it seems overly gimmicky and overly expensive for me, and that's where we're going to leave that. Next up, we have uh, another... AI experiment going on on social media, and that is Instagram has announced that they are going to be dipping their proverbial toes into the AI pool. What that means it still seems a little vague, but does seem that there's going to be options to include a, an AI chatbot into messages uh, that you have into your DMs uh, so that you can respond more colorfully or just like an email chatbot. It's sim similar purpose, uh, but that's about the extent that I have seen so far. Uh, once we get a little bit closer to the actual rollout or, or proper presentation of this, then we'll probably have a little bit more to go on. But right now it seems that that's the main extent of this AI. So uh, that's all we've got. Next, let's move over to the Microsoft Games presentation that is scheduled for this coming Sunday. Uh, Microsoft has a... They've been playing around on the social medias and saying things that are leading us to believe that this is going to be a rather big opportunity for them. Um, it sounds like all of their first party games, well, the vast majority of their first party games, because they didn't say all, but the vast majority of their first party games are not going to be pre-rendered cinematics for their presentation or their announcement or what have you. Notice, though, I said first party because they can't really control third party developers, but 
uh, first party stuff is all going to be at the very least in engine presentation. So it might not be uh, gameplay per se, but it is going to be the same engine that powers that gameplay that we're going to see footage from. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, it, they, he, they did leave open a little caveat of there might be some stuff that is pre-rendered, but the majority is going to be in engine or in game even. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, as far as expectations go, the, the I mean, obviously the big the big elephant in the room is Halo. Uh, Halo season four does launch very soon, so they'll probably talk about that. Though the industry buzz is that they're very likely going to be talking about the certain affinity uh, project that is Halo related as well, and that seems like a little bit of a stretch because we still have very very little information about that there's still very little known i feel like i mean that would be a great way to announce but i just it just doesn't feel like that is the direction that's going to that they're going to go uh previously in events like this previous years in e3 and so on and so forth uh stuff like that that does get announced that they that we have very little on before kind of flounders for a while and then some of it doesn't get released uh, i had a very specific example of that in my brain just a moment ago but uh shiny things so <laughs> um but yeah so microsoft i this they very potentially could pull this off better than sony i think that is a strong possibility because sony's presentation was so lackluster by compare by the previous year's comparison and most presentations of this nature's comparison um but i don't know if it's going to be as big as a lot of the xbox fanboys want it to be um i think there's going to be i think very hopefully on my part uh i think they're going to play it safer than they did last year because if you remember last year when they had their big announcement presentation situation uh they laid out a 12-month timetable and that did not go over well that didn't age well at all um so hopefully they have learned their lesson though this is still the games industry so probably not uh, but hopefully they've learned their lesson. They're going to only give us information that is solid and not just hopeful that the upper ups at Microsoft want to happen. That is certainly unrealistic. So, uh, yeah, that's what we've got for Microsoft. And then over on the Games Fest that is scheduled for Thursday, uh, we already know that we're getting a bunch of new game footage. Very specifically, I'm, I'm thinking of the Mortal Kombat 1 footage that uh, is just like I'm so like I can feel the, bu the, 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 the bugs crawling over my skin because of anticipation and just awesome. Um, yeah, I, as far as what else to expect from the games, I, I don't really know. No, the Keeley, uh, Jeff Keeley, the, the promoter, the guy who puts this on every year, who hosts this and the game awards, um, has said that he hopes to one day uh, get the Summer Games Fest uh, game show, rather, he hopes to get it to the level that it is a an E3 replacement. Um, he was very clear that that's probably not going to be this year, since this year is the first year that E3 is just officially canceled. Um, well, I mean, COVID and whatever, but like now it's probably not going forward canceled. 
I don't think that this year is going to be an epic year as far as the summer game show goes, but I do think it's going to be epic for Mortal Kombat fans because Mortal Kombat won, baby. Uh, anything beyond that is just going to be a bonus for me, honestly. So those are the expectations that we've got. Uh, we have, uh, that's, yeah, that's everything for regular ass news. So let's jump into gaming and tech suggestions. We're going for three weeks in a row, baby. Zelda. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Still playing it. Still having a whole boatload of fun with it. Uh, my girlfriend and I both just can't stop. We kind of uh, kind of have to like bargain for who gets the Switch uh, to play their game of Zelda. And so, yeah, this is our recommendation. This is this is just a whole hell of a lot of fun, man. Like, I, I can't put into words. Go watch all of the other videos of the how-tos and all of the all of the map analyses and all of this on YouTube already and you'll see just how ravenous not just the hardcore Zelda fan base is but everyone is for this game that's why it's our recommendation it's just incredibly fun uh, I, I, I honestly tried to think of something else. Street Fighter 6 came out this week, but I was like, yeah, but I'm still playing Zelda. <laughs> so that's your recommendation for gaming and tech this week. So next up is comic books and books. Uh, we have Marvel and DC both announcing the return of characters that have been a little lacking for some time, or a little missing, I guess is probably more appropriate. Uh, and that's about it. We, Captain America is also coming back for a different run, but that's more the author is the big thing there and not exactly the character because Captain America never went away. So let's start at the front. We have no confirmation verifications. We have no trailers. We have just regular ass news. Uh, so Birds of Prey is the first one. DC has confirmed that Cassandra Kane will be joining the new Birds of Prey. Uh, also, obviously, for those that don't know, Cassandra Cain previously has been uh, has been known by the alias of Orphan as well as Batgirl. So uh, in this new book, she will be joining Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya on the new Birds of Prey team. Uh, it will be written by Gail Simone and illustrated by Nicola Scott. Scheduled to de de debut, bleh, first day, new tongue, sorry. It will be scheduled to debut this July, so we are about a month away from seeing the new Birds of Prey. No specific date just yet as for issue number one, but it will happen in July. Probably first week of July, I would imagine. Comic Book Day is Wednesday. I can't remember when new comic books drop right now. Brain fart, sorry. But yeah, whenever the first, the, the first week of July comic book launch day tuesday wednesday one of the two uh from there it's wednesday <laughs> from there we have superior spider-man also being announced uh marvel has announced that uh superior spider-man series is going to happen this fall a brand new and it's going to be written by dan slot so he's not leaving spider-man altogether just leaving the main book um will feature obviously superior spider-man is dr ock as spider-man uh, Slot says that he is going to be taking the series in a bold new direction for the character of Superior Spider-Man. What exactly that means, only Dan Slot really knows right now, so very intrigued by that. And not, I mean, the Slot stuff on the mainline Spider-Man was not terrible, so intrigued for sure. Moving on. Uh, our final piece has to do with Captain America. Uh, so they're bringing back J. Michael Straczynski to write a new Cap book. Uh, in a similar vein to the Spider-Man book, uh, we have 
Straczynski saying he's going to plunge Steve Rogers into a shadowy plot with a sinister foe at its core. So again, kind of alluding to a darker, different experience for Cap, but Cap's been through a lot through the years, so I don't know. It is set to launch in September with art from Jesus Saez, uh, and yeah, that's kind of all we got there. So that's what we got for the section. Let's talk about comic books and books suggestion. Your suggestion this week is a classic, one that we've honestly done, I think, once before, maybe twice. Uh, for comic book suggestion, it's The Watchmen, Alan Moore's classic story, the repurposing of the uh, Golden Age characters, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, is, is just the... It's, it was written in the 80s, but man, it is just as relevant in a lot of different ways today as it was when it originally came out. So absolutely worth your time. If you've never read The Watchmen, now is a chance. If you haven't read it for a while, definitely return to this one because there is, it's, it's pretty solid. I, I, no other way to put that. Just Alan Moore is great. Let's go on. TV shows, uh, this is the, this is the shortest section. This is the shortest I think TV has ever been. It's largely because of the strikes. So uh, we're gonna jump into this. We have a new trailer. This trailer is uh, My Adventures with Superman, Adult Swim. It's going to launch July 6th. Uh, it will be on proper Adult Swim on Cartoon Network July 6th that evening and then July 7th is when it goes up on Max. No longer HBO Max, but just Max. Uh, this We've talked about this previously. We, they, they've kind of released some teases up till now. This is a proper trailer. This is much more... This is kind of exactly what you would think of if you were to... If someone were to say, let's do a Superman uh, cartoon through the lens of the Adult Swim audience. This is, that's exactly what this is. I mean, there are some things that the uh, hardcore Superman comic book fans are going to take issue with as far as like the way things are done. I'm not gonna go into any more detail because I don't really care. But uh, it looks like it's going to be a little on the ridiculous side as, you know, Adult Swim. So I don't know exactly how I feel about it, but I don't, go watch the trailer, come back, let's have that conversation down in the comment section. That's the one trailer we have for TV shows. The, the only piece of news that we have has to do with the strikes. And it would seem that, uh, yeah, we very potentially are going to be getting more strikes. Uh, so we have the uh, SAG-AFTRA, and we're gonna actually get into the SAG-AFTRA portion over on in the yeah we'll get into sag aftra in the movies section but sag aftra is very likely going to strike as well but we just had the the directors guild of america strike up a deal with the uh, um what is it the alliance of motion picture and television producers amt am PTP, uh, so the Directors Guild struck up a deal and so they have new contracts, so they don't have to strike, which is kind of just pissed off the writers even more. So it's this is just getting more and more messy and shows no sign, no real sign yet of stopping. And if the sag after thing happens, then we're in for a long time of minimal entertainment as far as pop culture goes because nobody really likes reality tv right <laughs> so that's all we have for news let's talk about suggestions for the tv streaming uh suggestion this week is 
Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I'm on episode, uh, I just finished rather, episode three. It is for free on YouTube. You don't need Paramount, uh, Paramount Plus to watch season one. Season two launches very soon. So if you really dig it, uh, which I hope you do, because honestly, I'm digging it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I mean, I heard good things, but dead believe the hype for sure. Uh, so yeah, if you really dig it, then you have plenty of time to, to subscribe to Paramount Plus to get season two before it starts uh, airing. But I am just, I'm, I'm very happy with this Strange New World show. Uh, I, I liked Discovery to a point. Uh, I liked Picard to a point. I really am enjoying Strange New Worlds. This is like back in the, the next generation's level of enjoyment almost. So yeah, pretty awesome. Not quite Deep Space Nine enjoyment, but TNG for sure. Uh, that is your suggestion for the week. Go check out Strange New Worlds for free on YouTube. Movie section, we got a little bit more here than we do in TV, but uh, whew, not much. <laughs> so we have some follow-ups. First up, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The opening weekend box office numbers are in and the worldwide release was $208.6 million. Uh, so congratulations to everybody involved. That's pretty awesome. Uh, this is the largest animation release for Sony. Um, I this is like the top, I believe it was top five animation releases of all time. So that's pretty awesome, man. Uh, it's ended for a comic book movie, no less. And it's a comic book movie that Marvel proper needs to take note. Uh, and also we have uh, rumors associated with this that this is actually going to factor into Feige's phase five plans, I believe it was. Um, we're not going to talk about that in the rumor mill. Just feel like I, we, we should touch on it here because it's relevant. Uh, I don't know if I believe those rumors because previously that has not been the, the case with Sony movies, um, outside of obviously the mainline Spider-Man movies, but this is not a mainline Spider-Man movie. This is something that happens really in the periphery as far as the MCU as a, a whole goes. So it will be interesting if that happens. I just don't think it's going to happen. At the very least, not it's not going to happen on the level that the rumor seems to imply. So uh, from there, we have another follow-up. The Nosferatu remake movie has finished principal photography that's awesome don't have any other updates there uh, as soon as we do we will talk about it but that's what we got so our other update is uh the captain america 4 movie subtitle craziness that's been going on there was a rumor uh a couple weeks ago at saying that it was very potentially they are changing the subtitle in order to add hulk to the name somehow or something Hulk related. Well, that seems to be a little bit off base because they just announced the new subtitle and it is Brave New World instead of New World Order. So just kind of an alternate play on the original subtitle uh, for reasons that I don't really care to get into because it's irrelevant in the long run. But uh, yeah, that's what we have for follow-ups and corrections. Let's talk now about trailers. We did get one new trailer this week. Uh, the new Bird Box Barcelona trailer kind of implies that we're going to be seeing the monsters from the Bird Box uh, universe. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, it'll be interesting to see what they actually look like, but it will also be disappointing to see what they actually look like because 
much like other movies that have similar uh, premises in in that it, there's there's a faceless monster terrorizing people, as soon as you see the monster, it's a letdown because the imagination is much more powerful than what you can see with your eyes. So whatever, and and it's also much more effective because everyone's version of the thing is different. So once you have the one version set in stone for everyone to see, then some people might appreciate it, but some people definitely are not going to because their what was in their head was scarier than what you just showed them. So very, very conflicted about this one. Uh, the release date, do we have, did, did we get the release date? Yeah, July 14th. Also, uh, we now know that Bird Box Barcelona will be launching on Netflix July 14th. So go check out the trailer. It's... <sighs> I think it's doing its job. I think I think it's it's raising enough questions that you you will want to watch this movie. So uh, from there we move into regular ass news. Uh, like we talked about previously in the TV section, uh, we have new strikes looming on the horizon. Specifically, SAG-AFTRA uh, potentially going to strike as June 30th is the end of the SAG-AFTRA contracts. So they are in negotiations currently with the AMPTP. And if those negotiations don't go well and we hit June 30th, then they're going to strike. That's right. And it was officially voted on in the SAG-AFTRA ranks that uh, I think it was a rather overwhelming number of, of people who voted decided that strike was necessary, though it should be noted that less than half of the eligible voters actually voted. So uh, I don't know exactly what that means, but yeah, we very potentially in a couple weeks are looking at more strikes and less uh, the production going forward, making the things that we love to watch and in interact with. Um, from there, we have new movies to talk about. Uh, we have Hocus Pocus 3 has actually been announced. Um, that's all we have is an announcement. We don't know if if any of the actual Sanderson sisters are going to be returning for this because, I mean, spoiler alert, yeah. Um, so as more develops there, we'll be talking about it. Very interested to see if this goes straight to Disney Plus like the last one did or if they venture into theaters with this one. We will only see. Uh, also, new movie just announced, uh, new sequel actually, a new trilogy even, <laughs> is Terrifier is getting a third installment, just announced. It also has been greenlit, so <laughs> very interesting, uh, weird and, and curious as to where they're going to go with the third installment of that franchise. Uh, and then an, another new horror movie. This one has been made. Uh, this is called Suitable Flesh. Noteworthy specifically because it's based on an HP Lovecraft story. Uh, the HP Lovecraft story is the thing on the doorstep. Um, but it's going to be starring Heather Graham. It just got picked up. Uh, it will be seeing a theatrical release from RLJE Films. And then we'll go to streaming on Shudder. Uh, just, I don't know, just anything Lovecraftian in horror is, in my mind at least, has a more likely chance of being legitimately scary. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we have for regular ass news, let's talk now about movie suggestions. 
Super Mario Brothers animated movie is getting released on streaming and uh, on physical media and all that jazz. So that's our suggestion for the week. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, honestly, was a whole hell of a lot of fun. Not a lot of depth to it, but you don't really expect that in a Mario Brothers game necessarily. It's just great fun, great entertainment for the whole family even. I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't communicate to you enough how much fun this movie is and how right on the head that they get this. They, they just really uh, hammered the nail on the head. To <coughs> <coughs> they really did a, a great job with it. So without gushing too much go see or go find a way to get your hands on the streaming or whatever for the Super Mario Brothers animated movie uh, as it is coming out on home release very very soon. Now, the rumor mill. This is, you know, the one that everybody waits for, right? Uh, we have a refutation for uh, rumor that we got to get to. We also have uh, a flash rumor with a surprise cameo that may or may not actually happen and a number of other things. So, jumping into this, first up is the refutation. Captain America 4 is no longer going to be called uh, the New World Order. It is now going to be called Brave New World and not planet hulk or something hulk related so this is a refutation of rumors that we've been covering uh for a couple of weeks at this point kind of a confirmation as well because like they did pull the the subtitle for a reason and now it's just a new subtitle that's similar uh so from there we have new sources for old rumors and this is uh, kind of borderline in by the, that definition, so we're going to actually give this one a likelihood. But uh, we have new rumor around director Andy Muschietti. Muschietti it has been rumored previously that he's going to be directing Superman Legacy. New rumor says that he's actually going to be directing Batman, uh, the Brave and the Bold. So, I. Uh, not a great source. Uh, James Gunn being the way James Gunn in as Gunn is as well, uh, just kind of really means this could go in any direction. So we have to give this a 50%. That's where we're sitting on that. Uh, let's get into brand new rumors with brand new subject matter. Uh, first up is comic book rumor. We don't really get many of these. And this rumor, it has to do with uh, Scarlet Witch. This is the next rumored Marvel book that is going to be on the chopping block as Marvel continues to spiral downward and, and is just kind of downsizing in general all over the place. Scarlet Witch apparently is the next book to get axed. Uh, we've seen a lot of these rumors in the past come true. We've also seen a fair bit of these uh, just kind of be hearsay. Uh, so this comes from source that's not great. We're going to give this one 50% as well, just because this really, it really, really could go either way with Marvel's current state. Uh, next up, we have a, a, it's technically it's the Flash, but in the notes I have it listed as Batman. Batman rumor, apparently the Flash, the, the, the post-credit stinger is going to have a cameo from the new DCU Batman. Uh, this, I, we are so far away from the brave and the bold. We are so far away from James Gunn realizing his proper DCU. And this is a source that has been really wrong in the past. So there's so much about this that says probably not. 
Uh, so we're giving this one a 30%. There is still a little bit of window opportunity here. I'm, I will leave that open a bit, but I just, I really, really am thinking this is just fan fiction posing as a rumor. Uh, so from there we have a uh, video game rumor. This one has to do with Nintendo. Reportedly, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct next month. Video game rumors generally are pretty accurate, except for the Nintendo Direct rumors. We've covered these ones a number of times in the past, and they've usually been wrong. That is the only reason that we're going as low as we are, but it still could go either way because Nintendo does these things whenever they want. So 50% likely we will see a Nintendo Direct presentation next month kind of feels like it might go that direction because this would be E3 time. We have uh, Sony and Microsoft doing their thing, so maybe it'll happen, but I'm still going 50%. Uh, and then the final rumor for the episode, nerds. Final Fantasy IX is reportedly getting a remake. Uh, this this jibes. Uh, there's a lot in the Final Fantasy rumor mill that just kind of works. And Final Fantasy IX being a m slightly more popular one, obviously not as popular as seven, but still working pretty well. Uh, so 70% likely we will be seeing a remake of Final Fantasy IX in the not too distant future. And that nerds is the end of the show. Uh, I have a lot of editing to do. I have a day job to get to. Uh, I'm feeling a little queasy, so we should cut this off as it is. Thank you very much for joining me. We'll see you in the next one. Uh, before we go, always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here. I'll see you next time, nerds.